Brignetti. This is Series 2, The Realignment. Hello, Tanya. Hello, Nettie. How are you? Very good. Very good. I just got back from a beach walk, so I do look a bit blown and um, and dishevelled. But um... <laughs> I just got back from work and I barely slept last night, which was actually interesting, is I woke up probably... I think it was about 1245 and I was just tossing and turning, tossing and turning. And I could actually feel spirit almost like working with my energy. And then I try to go back to sleep and I would toss and I'd turn and toss and I'd turn. And, and I would, you know, sometimes when you connect with spirit, you get those weird like itches yeah, in different spots on your body. That's what was happening. And I was just like, oh, oh, finally, I was like, look, whatever it is that you're doing, <laughs> can you just get on with it? I got to go to sleep because like, I get up at 445 in the morning for work Yeah, and and then go work 10 hours. So I'm exhausted. But um, yeah, Nettie and I were kind of chatting a little bit through the day and we had a few epiphanies. So go for it. You share them. Well, they make we'll me angry. Yes. <laughs> We'll start with the the first message. So Tanya sent me a message saying, not quite sure of a podcast. So this isn't our normal day for recording. We normally record tomorrow, but due to work commitments, we we were moving it today. And Tanya messaged to say, not sure if I can do it today because I didn't sleep well. And I felt like, you know, I could feel the energy moving in my body. And I was like, okay, this is hilarious because the um, biggest uh, thing that Spirit wanted me to talk about when we're talking about mind is sleep. And not only sleep, but how energy moves within our body while we're sleeping. So I was like, of course, Tanya is going to be our example as she has been throughout. And then it was kind of this moment where Spirit was explaining that that is unfortunately for Tanya, her breakup (laughs) and what's happening in her life coinciding with this download is not a coincidence. So all this information that I'm actually getting is so that Tanya can explain in a lived experience, a current lived experience, how to integrate this into your life and how it impacts it and how basically what most of what we say, uh, most of what we download, which is quite interesting because I've got the full download. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Tanya doesn't know what's coming up in her life. <laughs> and I'm not going to prompt her because uh, that is let's just, go there. <laughs> that is not fair. You know, and interesting, I was sitting down the other night and I was I was looking at sort of some of the downloads and, and stuff that was coming for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, so many, even my past relationships, so many of my other experience in, experiences in life can actually speak to and give real life examples of the stuff that's been happening. So as Nettie and I were messaging back and forth, pardon my language, I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Is this seriously why my life has been so hard so that I can teach people? And then Nettie's getting all these lovely messages from spirit, which you're welcome to share. (laughs) So I was doing the opposite. I was like, oh, how wonderful that you've got this amazing opportunity to share with everyone. And she's like, yeah, I get that. But for the minute, spirit's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) choose someone else and I jokingly said you know something about a much nicer life like surely that he could have um given you the ability to you know win powerball and travel the world (laughs) helping people and share that experience rather than right right but I, I think that I think it very much speaks to and you know what I was actually really prompted to talk about today was vulnerability I don't know if that comes into the topics that you were prompted to talk about, but but I think my shit ass lived experiences, yeah, and me sort of sharing about them and and how I've sort of moved through them, not just not only in a physical way and a mental way and in a spiritual way, is that vulnerability that spirit was talking about so vastly in the last podcast to not mask your feelings, just to be real and to, you know, really get into the depths. And the reality is, is in my past relationships, I have not been vulnerable. And I truly believe 
that that is one thing that has hindered me in relationships. So in my last relationship, like remember where I was like, but I did what I was supposed to do. I opened my heart and I got really vulnerable. Like instead of being like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'd be like, this is scaring me or I'm really uncomfortable or this is the fear that's coming up for me, you know, and actually talking about those things. And I think that that people, like here's an example. My relationship, now I was basically single for like 10 years because I was very, very busy. And I had a few little sort of relationships, but nothing serious before Kevin. But this one guy that I was dating, I had, I woke, I used to get, I get kidney infections for some reason. I'm sure there's some spiritual thing about it. I think it's to do with anger. No anger here, Nettie, none whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) As I curse it, as I curse it spirit. Oh my gosh, look at me turning red. I am sweating. (laughs) So my palms, if that helps. (laughs) Yeah, holy smokes. The energy is very strong. So I go to go on this hike with this guy and I wake up in the morning and I start to feel sick. Now there is no way on God's green earth I was ever going to let a man see me be vulnerable or, or weak or not strong, like no way. So we're going on this hike and I can kind of start to feel this fever coming and I'm walking. We, we hiked 12 K up a freaking mountain and back down. And I shut my mouth the entire time. I never said a word about anything. I get in the car and I'm starting to get that flank pain in my back. And I'm like, Oh my mm, gosh, like my, my back's hurting a little bit. Meanwhile, I'm like, get me home. I'm going to (laughs) die. But of course I didn't say anything. And this was a very lovely man. Like who is not going to support you when you're starting to have a fever around a mountain in in the middle of nowhere. Right. And I never said a word until I got home and my roommate, as soon as I walked in the door, I'm like, Oh, you got to take me to the hospital. I'm like, I'm not okay. So she takes me to the hospital. I get tested. They give me antibiotics. She's like, go home, have a bath. I'll go pick up the antibiotics and then I'll come back. So she comes back and I was so sick at that point that she actually had to carry me out of the tub and like carry me to my bed to put me to bed. My fever was through the roof and I was sick as a dog. So I guess my point is I had a very big lesson to learn on like actually getting down to that squishy place where you admit I'm hurting or this scares me or this hurts. And I can even think back to early in my career when I would deal with traumas where I would be like, oh yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And not actually deal with it. There has to be a point for me explaining all of this because I'm very much getting prompted to. Yeah. And I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's through those experiences that I learned. Remember, I said when I have anxiety, I make sure I talk about it. It's from those experiences that I learned how to be vulnerable, how to open up, how to talk about what's happening for me, how to have conversations to try to fix things, all of that. So anyway. I don't know why yeah. they prompted me. You tell but, me. But that is important there. because what you what you come to, like at this moment where we are, where we're starting to talk about this, where, you know, there's so much that came in this download and to and some of it I can relate to, but a lot of it I can't. And to have gone from A to Z, which is what you've just done in there, you've gone to where you believed that strength was actually not saying anything to now mm-hmm. knowing that strength is actually saying something you know yes. and being vulnerable right they're both strength in another way but you have uh the experience and the knowledge and understanding of what both sides are like and why one is better than the other and when one is good to use and when one isn't because we need both right yes. um so i think that example that you just gave spirit was bringing up because that parallels a lot in your life. And when someone has had a massive change in relationships or anything that they're looking at, they are so much more knowledgeable to talk on the topic because they've been to both parties. You know, they're not just saying, well, I think in there, like, I think I would be like that. You know, you you can actually talk from the heart in both experiences. 
So I actually but, am going to try I, something. But what I was going to say, though, that I think is really interesting is all of these things have come very naturally to you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know right. why. So yeah, I read like, this realignment stuff, and it's very interesting because a lot of what they say to do, I am doing. But I do look at my upbringing, and I think I was brought in here aligned for a reason because um, my dad was very aligned and he and so is my mom actually and so I was brought up to show that this that you don't have to have a rough upbringing and you, you like the, we're not just here to to have negative we're here to have love too and yes I've had negatives through my life absolutely but because I was well aligned they never felt like negatives in the way like there was always love and part of what they talk about in the thing is actually that like when you are aligned in their words joy love and happiness actually always stay with you and you can be absolutely sad absolutely miserable absolutely all shit like you are but you can still feel okay in yourself and you can still see those bits but but when you're not you feel sad and miserable with whatever happens and you can't see an answer you can't see a light you can't see anything but negativity um because your soul is the one that carries that love and joy that that's that's pure it does it's it's um all the other things are human kind of uh, physical parts to it. But where Spirit wanted me to talk to today um, was what I have now nicknamed, not Spirit, but I nicknamed the triangles because he keeps giving me these, um, they show me these things in three triangles. And we spoke about it last week, which was diet, mind, and body. Um, so I wanted to show the diagram because they talk about um, the path to realignment. And today we're going to talk, we spoke last week about spirit wanting to talk about mind. And I just want to show this diagram. I'm going to try and do this because I'm not very, like we've had, I had a quick practice, but I may not be able to share this screen in the right way, but hopefully I can. Uh, and they talked about um, the three things, um, air, water, sun. And then they talked about the fundamental element that is crucial to mind and body and to diet and also to air, water, and sun to, to manifest, which is sleep. Um, and they talked a lot about what sleep does and what happens to our mind and our body when we sleep. Um, and I find I found this absolutely fascinating because I kind of knew sleep was important, but I never put it as the fourth part of um, air, water, and sun. You know, we all know we, know, we talk about plants, but I'm going to try and pull it up so that those watching can see, and I'll describe what we're looking at. Here goes. Uh, share. So this is the path to realignment, um, and you'll see on that there's a, tr a blue triangle with diet on the top, mind on the bottom and body and it's they made me make sure that it was an equilateral triangle because all three of them have identical um like equal importance and then across that they have a triangle going sort of the other day it looks almost like a star in orange and they they were telling me the colors to use which is quite unusual when i was doing this and it's air water and sun and they said, like a plant, air, water, and sun are the essential ingredients to help them grow. Okay, we all know that. They provide the energy that requires for existence. Okay, that's common knowledge. Um, when awake, we actively seek these. Like we, we obviously need air to breathe, but we, a lot of people will look for water, will drink water, will have water in part of our day and just as much we look for sun and when you know you're when you go into winter and you start to hibernate always and then the sun comes out that feeling of almost that longing for it and when most people think of a holiday they think of sun right sun water fresh air it's kind of what the way they were saying it um, and our bodies need a balance of these three's energy to fuel us but the fourth element, the fourth energy that is just as important is sleep. So in the middle of that triangle, it stems up and they've got it actually, uh, the way I saw it was like a three-dimensional triangle. And at the top of that triangle was sleep. Um, and they said that the source is a fundamental, just as importantly as the three others, sleep needs to be part of our day. 
sleep is in fact a much more um, than our physical body just resting, resting, sorry. Alongside this, it's crucial to wake up from a state um, where we've been lying still that we do two things. We realign and we refuel. Um, so we, we refuel, sorry, and we um, refuel and uh, re-knowledge or... Um, uh, what they called sleep knowledge. I don't know how else to say that. So I'm going to stop sharing that and go back to us. So what they said was the refueling that we do at night when we sleep is a process where the energy gained from the sun, from the air, from the water is stored during the day and um, the as well as our diet. And that all gets converted into fuel so that we actually get tired at the end of the day. We lay still and somehow by laying still, we get energy. And so they're trying to explain the importance of that. The energy from the source um, is required to make this happen. And then they talked about source. And I've, I've seen source before with, with um, spirit. In fact, the first time Tanya and I met online, they showed us source that we were both connected to the exact same source. And they talked about source and they, I don't have a diagram of it as pretty as that, but they talked about the, the center and out of that is the source. So they've got um, air, water, sun, earth. And then there's a fifth one, which I can't see. It looks like darkness to me and there's no word to it because it's blacked out to the point that I can't read the writing in, in it. I'm told I'll understand more about that at, the, at a later stage and, and that I'm not ready to understand and it's not ready to come out of the process. So I'm very intrigued to know what darkness is, um, but it's, a fifth, it's the fifth source. So when we sleep, this, this energy that comes down into our body helps convert the sun from the day, the air that we're breathing and the water, and actually starts to refuel that in the body. But at the same time, we actually go through sleep knowledge. And this comes from souls. So when you said you felt like there was this energy, there is two types of energy coming into your body. One of them is that actually refueling of the energy. It's strengthening your bones and your muscles again. It's It showed me with eyesight getting better. So you go to sleep with tired eyes, you wake up with your eyes, um, you know, bright and streamy and that sort of stuff. So that's part of it. But the, the, the one they wanted to really make us understand is that, that the information that we receive when we lie down, when we go to sleep, is necessary for everyone to connect to their own spirit, to their own higher self. So although when we're awake, we all talk about trying to connect to our higher self, what they explained is every single person connects every single time they sleep. Um, you got There is a pattern that they showed me. And if you don't get into the right pattern, you won't actually get to this part where you're getting different types of knowledge, but you will still get it. Um, and that's why when people start to fall asleep, they'll start to almost think better and they'll start to get and think because that's when spirit starts to connect, connect to you. But in your deepest of sleeps, you actually have full conversations with your higher self, everyone, whether you believe in spirit while you're awake, you might like, I don't believe in that shit. I never see spirit. I never do anything. You actually are when you are asleep, everybody. And our bodies are being designed this way because speaking to spirit and working with spirit on our path is crucial that's the point of being here and so we actually have um that that um even if you're not aware of it you need to know that it's happening and what they didn't want us to get was too involved in okay how that is but they talked about um uh i'm going to read my notes a little bit here but um they said dreams are a byproduct of sleep knowledge teaching scenarios fulfillment of desires are all obtained during this period it helps to balance out our thoughts and desires our fears and excitement so without this without this ability we would go into the next day so say we didn't sleep for five or six days and our fears would get worse our desires would get worse so say we have uh we go to sleep um, things that we that our body, the way it's designed now, um, actually is sort of genetically able to desire or where you live or what you do or your age group. When you go to sleep, soul has no gender, no age, no anything. Those desires actually can be fulfilled by your 
to almost scratch an itch. So it was interesting that you mentioned you've got all, you were kind of itching when you sleep. And I know that feeling where it's like all this information. They actually used the word scratch an itch. They were sort of like all those little itches in life that you, um, things that you won't necessarily do in this lifetime, you can actually do while you're sleeping. So some people will remember their dreams, those sort of um, playful things that they actually do. And some people won't, but everyone is actually going through those. But also that's kind of the fun, you know, sort of side to it in a way or a negative side to it. So it can be your fears and things that play out over and over again in your sleep um, and young children in particular they will remember them more than when they're getting older because of their intuitive uh, balance is more into their head rather than their physic physical body and as they move out of it they'll they'll have less sort of memory of dreams and we sort of um, go through teenage years forgetting our dreams so they said um, if sleep balance and the length are not achieved regularly, then you'll you'll actually increase your anxiety. You'll you'll increase your fear of being misplaced in society. They talked about, so you kind of don't feel right in your own body, um, and it is because you're not having the communication. You're not realigned aligned with your higher self. You're not having those sort of behind closed doors discussions that your uh, conscious brain has any idea of. So. Um, yeah, it, it was fascinating to me that, you know, because I'm a I'm a vivid dreamer and I go back to places in my dreams all the time. And in fact, I, I go back to this house. I bought a house three years ago in a dream and I went back there recently and actually started the renovations. And I'm sure I'll see it renovated again in three years. But obviously it's it's not a house that exists or is it who knows but um you know to see those sort of scenarios come out in your life it's like am I living this so that I can work things out uh, so that when I if I do see that house in the future it's easier for me am I um scratching an itch of, a, of an old style home that I wanted am I you know what is happening in there I'm not quite sure but at least I know that it's um there is so much that we live through each sing every single night that is so much faster, so much larger, so much thing than what we can. And we need sleep is what they said, just as much as we need air, just as much as we need water and just as much as we need sunlight. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the start of um, the importance of, what happens to your mind almost and to your body while you sleep. So I suppose when you, when you mentioned about sleep, I'm like, she has no idea that I've just written about a whole thing on sleep. And that's the first thing spirit wants me to talk about today. So, yeah. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it, it, it's fascinating because it always works like this always. And I was actually considering um, I'm on a course tomorrow and I'm going to be home late, but I was like, that's it. I'm doing it tonight because Nettie's got some, Nettie's got some tea. I want to hear the tea. <laughs> so here's a few interesting things. What you actually pulled up on that diagram was David Starr. That's what it's called. Okay. With the, the two triangles. Now I got a reading and they said that spirit A I have a very big life purpose. My life purpose is to bridge the gap between logic and spirituality. And also that spirit wanted to start working with me with geometric shapes and they would start with David Starr. Oh, wow. And I had never heard this before. That is so it cool. Is fascinating because so many things, it's like, all these puzzle pieces that didn't fit together that just in the last couple of days are all of a sudden coming together. And it's like, oh, I get it. I understand, yeah. you know, why this has all happened. But interesting too, when I was sitting down and I was sort of doing <clears throat> a bit of a download and I don't do it so much as a download like you do, where you're all of a sudden filled with all of this information, more how it works for me or how I want it to work is that I sit down with my notes app, usually in my phone, and they just kind of channel it to me. And I almost do like mediumship and I type it out because honestly, um, to get all of that at once, I think I would find super overwhelming. It is. 
Yeah, it would and be I, overwhelming. And my standard style would be to do exactly as you said, to ask, if I'm yeah. doing it with a client, like I ask a question, the information comes, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it still takes a bit out of your body, but it's nice. It's not like yeah. dump the shit on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but kind of the impression that I have is that is that this has been slowly fed to me over many, many years. So one thing that they were actually talking about, and I was a little bit hesitant to talk about it simply because they were talking specifically the male and female gender. It wasn't male and female or masculine and feminine. It was literally female and male gender. And because... And, and I believe that it kind of related back to what you said about Western women having gone so far out of alignment. And what they were talking about is that women, Western women, basically the men have to rise because the women, and they said that it started in the, in the 50s with the feminist movement and women have in that like because even in their physical world they're mixing in the masculine and the feminine they're going to work they're doing all of those things so they're in that they're kind of mixing the masculine and the feminine energies at the same time but they're saying that we're like incredibly overworked yeah because we're tending the home we're tending the relationship we're tending our jobs and there's a significant and I don't want to piss people off but this is truly what they're telling me that there's a significant amount of men that are not stepping up to the plate, that they are getting so comfortable with women doing everything that they're, that they're lacking the need to step into a new energy. So my point is, is that what they talked about is that what's happening for women is that their cortisol levels are going out of whack and it's making their hormones go out. So what happens, and I know this from readings and from my own experience, of course, thank you, spirit, is that when you become exhausted, because I'm a police officer, right? I've been a police officer for 23 years. We go through situations all the time, lots of stress where our cortisol levels shoot up and we get a lot of adrenaline through our bodies. And then eventually your adrenal glands stop functioning properly and they start either over, over I want to say squirting out cortisol or they don't enough. So a big thing that happens when the adrenals actually go out is um, it affects the women's hormones. So their progesterone gets low and they become estrogen dominant. This stuff has been taught to me by spirit. This isn't, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical professional. This is just how they've explained it to me. So what can also happen is that your cortisol levels can get twisted where cortisol shoots at night and not during the day. So you'll be up through the night, unable to sleep. And then during the day, you're going to be completely exhausted. Yeah. 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 And you're, and, and then you're not being intuitive because you haven't, you're not getting in line with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not able yeah. to do what you meant to do. And, yeah. and they also spoke about um, over the, I believe they said the next 10 years, there's going to be a significant number of these imbalanced relationships splitting up because women are fed up and we're exhausted yeah I and I found it interesting because I was like hey that's sort of what just happened in yeah. my life like am I making this up and they were like no this is what's happening this is literally what's happening to women and that is why on a physical level why women western women are out of sync yeah and also out of alignment in saying that um when I did the writing for the age group of your um you know the, the very first download was that graph of uh age groups and your intuitive and physical body one of the things they talked about for men in particular but across the whole board is our focus is on the wrong thing as a as holistically and so part of the diet mind and body is to actually get a path back to realignment but with that um you know we talked about the importance of purpose and um in, in past podcasts and even with what you're doing um with the shit that's happening for you 
it almost gives that perp another purpose that you wouldn't already have. Um, but what they what they were explaining in that area was that men have lost um, focus of what they are fundamentally meant to do, and what happens with that is it it causes a a, a realignment issue, but it also causes like a depression a because when you're not connected, when you don't see that kind of um, love and joy and happiness as a standard you start to actually go I don't know where the goalpost is and you start looking for a goalpost and actually where we're meant to be when we're truly aligned is that the goalpost is irrelevant um, you're not actually trying to figure out what the sh how do I get out of this hole really because most people who look for a goalpost are trying to move out from where they are but you become in the moment a lot more and you stop thinking about where I'm going doesn't mean you're still not strategic in your life but that is just a side step not an actual step and I think a lot of men from from the understanding of what spirit was saying they don't know where they're going and they're looking to know where they're going. So what is my role? What am I meant to do? Am I meant to sit and watch TV at night every night? I don't think so. Like, you know, but that's what I'm doing and I'm losing my energy. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not doing all those things and I'm not finding the purpose or where I'm meant to go. So um, just as much as women are way out and we've got a big alignment men have to take responsibility that they are way out too <laughs> um and women are way out because they're overextending themselves men are way out because they're not even extending they're well because women are overextending too they started they don't have to, to well with modernism they started to look for convenience uh, and they that they were time poor because, you know, we started to think we needed all this stuff too. So we start working harder for stuff and then we get time poor. Then women are still doing their stuff that they're originally doing, but now they're working full time. They're doing all this stuff as well. So we become so time poor. We start eating frozen foods. We start, we stop making veggie gardens we stopped doing all the things that we were meant to do in the way we ate in the background even you know families that had veggie gardens but we don't need them anymore because we can just go to the supermarket and get everything we need we can get everything from all of the world whenever we want it so you know there's a whole shift that is 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 just out there that that time becomes crucial for us and we actually are focusing our time on the wrong thing and when we start to get realigned, one of the wonderful things that you get is you will get time to do these things because you'll realize a lot of the other things that you're doing, you don't need. Like, but, they're not But not going. just that. Sort of what they show me is that when the woman gets more aligned and the man gets more aligned, that's when you actually get that true partnership. Balance. Yeah. Where it's 50-50 and you actually have that balance. So more time is freed up on the woman and more time is actually freed up on the man simply because they're not sitting in their heads worrying about their purpose and what they should be doing and whether they're providing but but there's they're also saying that there's been a change in what being providers means yeah absolutely into it being about financially providing in order to provide convenience as opposed to an emotional providing so when you're shut down when you don't have purpose you're not connecting to yourself you're not connecting to your emotions you're not connecting to your partner and you're you're not in alignment yeah absolutely and so I think because what where they also started to go with what I was writing down was into mental health and yeah. so they did speak very much to that cortisol levels in women's hormones, because that moves into depression, that moves into anxiety, um, messed up hormones is huge for depression and anxiety. Same with um, your cortisol levels being out within your body leads to significant depression, significant. Yeah. So sort of that mental health and sorry. And then they spoke about, it is very rare. And they kind of said like outside of something that's like schizophrenia that where mental health is actually rooted in the chemicals in your brain often mental health is actually rooted in your physical or your mental or your spiritual but not so much in the way that the chemicals in your brain aren't 
functioning properly on its own. It's a result of your hormones being about out of your cortisol levels, your diet, inflammation from foods, or um, I feel like you have something to say in relation to this. Um, well, interestingly, the triangle that we talked about, the first base is diet, mind and body, and mm. that interlink between the three of them. And so exactly what you're talking about, they actually run around in a triangle every way and diet affects mind diet affects body body affects mind body affects diet that type of thing and so you're exactly right like it's it the, the two things that are going to affect in in their in spirit's opinion the two things that affect your mind the most are body and diet so physical and what you eat yeah and i, I think it's important or drink to or yeah, I think it's important to say that the solution for all of our problems is not just to eat healthy. No, because I know I know people that, you know, will be, oh, I just got to clean up my diet and, and they'll try to eat really well and eat clean. But then they're still filling their heads with, you know, negative thoughts and they're not sleeping properly and they're not doing all of those things like it's a triad. Yeah. You have to have all of those things in alignment. I can't just eat fruit and vegetables every day and not deal with the fact that my hormones and cortisol are out. That's right. And and that 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 air, um, water and sun actually sit over the top of that and then sleep since in the center of that. So, right. you know, they all are so integrated that the balance of it all working is actually all of them working. The more you've got out, the further away you're going to be. But the um, the road to it is actually balancing all the three, and then balancing the three on top of that, and then and and then sleep is um, without it. Even though you've got them all, your body actually can't process it. You can't talk to spirit and say, "What path am I on?" All these sort of things. Like I'm dying. I'd love to be able to put a microphone in and figure out what conversations I'm having during the night. Like I know there's a lot of shit because I can remember some of it. Sometimes I remember, you know, a two day weekend away, and that was only like a ten minute dream or whatever. So you you know there's a lot of shit going there. It'd be really interesting to come. But going back to um, the download document um on the actual mind so they talked about sleep and the importance and spirit wanted to make sure that was there but they also wanted to point out um and this is going to sound almost um like too simple but they really wanted me to explain it um in the way that they said it so they said they gave me the thing that we understand because we can see and we can experience physically that we are all kind of born the same we've got hands and legs and arms and head but that we all have contained sort of different formulas so some of us will have longer legs which makes us faster runners some of us will have brilliant eyesight we can sit on a computer all day you know some will have um uh, you know, um, different shaped bodies that make them capable of doing different things. They talked about exceptional hearing, you know, musicians to actually be able to hear the music, all those sort of things. And they just said um, that the variations are enormous and they wanted to point out that our minds are identical to this. So if you can think of our mind as being like a physical thing like our body, fundamentally we're born with the same formula of a mind, every single person. But the strengths, the focus, the engagement with our minds are what makes us different. And they pointed out um, that they said it's in fundamental importance for human existence, um, just as it is animal and plants, to actually, um, like a biosphere, they said, um, we, we've got to work together um, to, with everyone's mind to actually make the world exist. This is why they didn't give us different things. This is why we have a male and this is why we have a female physically. And mentally we have a male and a female type brain and we have everything in between. So, um, or stronger. So they did say, and they're reminding me then that we have exactly the same mind, whether we're male or female, but we have strengths that are within that separate so they use the example of a cake and they said, this is a very basic example of ingredients in a cake. If everybody was flour, we would have no cake. If everyone was butter, we would have no cake. And they said that once you get all the ingredients together, 
um, within yourself. So if you just look at yourself, so you get diet, mind, body, air, water, sleep, <laughs> sun, all working perfectly, you get a perfect cake, right? But um, they said, and, and by the way, they haven't used the word perfect. And every time I write the word perfect, they make me go and take it out. So apparently that's not you. So whenever I say perfect, <laughs> please just erase it and uh, think of something else. Um, but if the ingredients come together, they're also saying that um, there's flourless cakes. So they didn't want someone to think that there is anything more dominant than the other. They said there's vegan cakes, there's layered cakes. They went over fruit, you know, all these fruit cakes. The list goes on. Um, they then mentioned that communities are all of parallel importance, um, pointing out that all the ingredients um, need to be present to make this up. So they're really pushing us to know that for your mind needs to work with other minds. Um, and so when we're talking about mind, one of the things that they want to make sure that you think that you look after your body looks after your mind, you look after your food intake, your diet, and they look after your mind, you look after your sleep, you look after your mind, you get sun, you get water, you get air, your mind grows. So they're sort of stemming back to knowing that all of those things, but they also want to know you to know that your mind is unique. You are an ingredient in things, but you also need to be paired up with other minds to actually make it work correctly. Um, so, yeah, that was like a page of about 10 that they wanted to make sure that um, everyone understood a very simple, simple way of becoming. Sorry, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> That means okay. you've got to I'll, I'll cut in because they spoke to me specifically about the brain, like the actual hunk of mush that's inside of our head, not just our, our mind. I think I like to me, mind and brain are two different things. Like yeah. mind is, you know, sort of what we think and brain is the actual mush inside <laughs> of our head. And they talked about scientists not being clear about the full function of the brain. And you know what? I actually need to pull this up because it was, it was like, I was reading it going, what am I even reading here? Oh, um, back to the relationship piece, because they did bring it through about just men and women. I'm just looking at my notes. They said this dynamic has played, played a significant role in the development of non-gender. Although spirit does not have gender, humans very much do. And many years have been spent on the dichotomy of the masculine and in the feminine and the intuitive and the, and the physical, which in turn will change the way in which these stereotypes and traditions will be moved to more balance. So what they're saying is that this non-gender will actually bring these stereotypical, because that's what's happening is what they're trying to say is that this female and male stereotype is obsolete and we're still playing it out. Yeah. So mm -hmm. this non-gender and this refusal to sort of go into those traditional ways, which there's nothing wrong with traditional ways if that's what works for you. But this, this non-gender is to kind of break that down as well, that it helps to break that down. Um, I'm just trying to get to the brain part. They said they're caught between new age and traditional for women and women are having to do too much. Uh, and that stereotypical came with modernism as well. You know, we started to see the advertisement of women in their little aprons with the, you know, food on the thing, smelling it as you walked in the door. Like we started to market women into a very feminine um you know stereotypical thing which which women aren't just food and baby you know and that's exactly. what that's what we started to do and, that and was men our... aren't just work and financially support yeah and when you look at where we started to do that on the graph that um talks about where society how society steered from the path and where the realignment that's one of our biggest dips is actually in that era where we started to gender really gender role um, yeah. and marketing yeah. and, and television and things started to come into play where we could visually see all these stereotypicals brainwashed into yeah. us. We, be we became more focused on, on a holistic societal norm that was not true. Yeah. yeah. 
And I mean, I, I think it, I, I read something somewhere that that's actually based on, you know, the 40 hour work week, like the men work, the women stayed home. And, and they also spoke about that being a very easy way for everybody to figure out what their role was and what they were supposed to do. But with modernism and money and convenience, these things are no longer required. So people are actually <clears throat> have nothing but choices at their fingertips. So they can do things differently. And I believe a lot of people are doing things differently. And I think that's wonderful. Anyway, so they spoke about specifically the brain. They said, uh, kind of la, la, la. something about level one. I don't know. Um, humans have not come to understand. It is so much more than matter. The brain creates frequencies that are felt through the body and in other people's bodies. This is beyond what emotions, brain chemicals, or synapses that are understood at this time can comprehend. The brain is akin to a multiverse. It created and demands all sorts of the body, the mind, and the energetic body. Have you ever wondered why the seventh Claire is placed directly above it? It is a hub and train station of sorts communicating with all aspects of life. Scientists don't yet understand that vast capabilities of the brain, the vast capabilities of the brain and its power. Energetic frequencies begin in the development of the brain. Emotions and negative thinking can cloud energetic frequency, which, as we know, is where mental health starts. There are very few people that actually have chemicals, and I kind of touched on this, that actually have chemicals in their brain not working properly, as in essence. These chemicals are, in fact, the traveling of energetic frequencies. These traveling energy frequencies flow throughout the entirety of the body and make up the matter as well as the energetic body. When this energy, the soul's energy, is extinguished, that is what you call death. So the soul lives in the brain when emotions are not processed and a person is looking out the window and not in the mirror. And then they made a little side quip. They said, I like this one. <laughs> Their synapses stop firing properly and dis-ease is created. Humans have a multitude of vices in which they use in order to numb the realities of life on earth. This I understand. I have had many lifetimes. This is spirit talking. I have had many lifetimes and of these lifetimes, I always had some other times, plenty more. And this was where it just started to get really interesting. My lives spent intergalactically have shown me that there is a different way in which to process life and its many, many traumas. Many are able to enjoy the fruits of the delectable and remain strong and clear. Many others suffer greatly, and it is of great concern. I feel like this is speaking of addiction. A number of the sufferers are the ones that have prevented, that have been placed on earth to create change. These ones are brought with such a high level of sensitivity that they are in essence too sensitive for this world. It is not these souls that need to change and their purpose is clear, it's the rest of humankind. Then um, it went into sort of discussing who this spirit was that was speaking to me and what their last lifetime was. But what this, and I don't wanna get into it yet, I'm not quite sure why yet, but I don't want to um, put it on the podcast. But what this spirit actually talked about was he, he said, I saw a different way with food and knowledge as a prism in which many thrived. Say that again. Food and knowledge as a prism. P-R-I-S-M. Prism. Like yeah. a prism, you know. I don't even, yeah. and I was like, I don't know, let's ponder that for a while. But um, yeah, so that's what it talked about in relation to the actual brain, that the brain matter is actually what shoots out the energetic frequencies. I was like, oh, that's interesting because I personally have always kind of seen it as being like a spirit energy. Yeah, but I mean, the physical, that's that the physical and the um, spirit energy are combined. I mean, that's what, that's what they're trying to make sure we understand that they are one, like they work mm -hmm. together. You are in, spirit, you are in body. In conjunction with the mind. and. Yeah. And that's interesting because they keep speaking in threes. Have you noticed? Oh my yeah. God. That was oh, another yeah. thing that they said in the reading when it said David Starr, it said, we're going to start teaching you things in threes. 
Oh, well, this this whole thing is in threes. Like it just, this whole yeah. download comes in threes. So it's mind, body, spirit, um, the element, air, the air, sun. Water and sun. Yeah. And then, and the, then they triangle back up saying sun and water up to sleep, water and air up to sleep. Like they, it's a, it's a so triangle it's like a rather than a, yeah. That, like I just put it there and they're like, no, it's a 3D, like it's literally a 3D um, thing with each three points hitting each one. So it's um, a pyramid. Yeah, it's a pyramid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh my gosh. It, interesting. So just so you know, Nettie, we're at about 50 minutes, just giving you a time check, but go for it. I want to keep hearing what you're saying. Yeah, this runs exactly in line with what you said. This is where they went from there when I lost my throat. Um, and I think they were trying to let you put that part in because they explain that your mind and body is exchanging changing information continuously when you're awake. Okay, so they talked about being asleep and then they were just saying the same thing is happening when you're awake, not only with other people, but with all living organisms. So we're coexisting as souls on soul levels. Um, and they talked about the importance of our brain and holding our physical and our intuitive minds in one um, and that all the source comes back into that point which is along the lines of what you're saying there as far as I understand they said we're coexisting as on soul levels um, with our intuitive mind and our physical mind at the same time um, they pointed out that this is just an awareness there's no need to understand it more, too much more but they used the example of walking through the forest or, or walking along a beach and they said you'll walk through a forest and it clears your mind you find a calmness within and or like you find the answers to what you're sort of thinking and they're explaining why that happens because your brain is energetically taking in and exchanging information as you walk with the trees, with the grass, with the air, with the sun, all that sort of stuff. So the importance of this information, they said, is to make you aware that you need to make time to actually go and, um, you know, get away from the distractions and slow down so that you can actually get that, your brain doing what it should do. You get that intuitive and that physical uh, energy exchange happening. Um, and then when you go to sleep at night, you've actually gone with knowledge that you've picked up on a physical level. Um, and if you're not doing that, you're not actually bringing that physical level back to your soul, back to have those discussions to move forward with. <clears throat> they then said that um, this is actually very common with people. And even though you don't know that the, they talked about the word telepathic, they said telepathy is happening constantly with your mind or with your intuitive mind and someone else's intuitive mind. So when you're physically near each other, there is a whole different world that's happening at the same time that your brains are actually, your intuitive minds are actually conversing as well. So you will know more than you actually think. Um, and it will take time when you sleep for that to absorb back in your body. Sometimes it can absorb straight into your mind. So you know it and you kind of go, oh, I already know this. So some people will be able to feel like they're telepathic while they're in, in that moment because they go, I know what you're thinking. Uh, that's everybody is doing that all the time. They said everybody is exchanging that energy constantly. There's just so much energy being passed around. But some of us will be aware of it when we're awake and while it's happening, and some of us won't. Um, so we will have soul guides around every person that are talking to us and giving us information that we can that our brain is actually absorbing, but we don't know. Like when we sleep, um, we have these huge, it gives us a chance to have those huge discussions. But you and I um, are actually able to tune into it and hear it while we're awake. So they were sort of giving that uh, analogy to say that you and I can do it and we've been given the gift of being able to do it while it's awake and some people as they get more aligned will also be able to do that when they're awake and when they're not and they they're just saying to me now it's important to point out to people just because you're aligned doesn't mean you won't have trauma and that Tanya is a very good example of that someone who is that's very aligned true. but also will go through all these short because that's your life's purpose um, and we now know that your life purpose is not only to go through the trauma, but go through the trauma so that you could discuss it um, 
out there in the world. You can see my eyes right now. I'm rolling them. <laughs> um, so you have been selected. Come on now. <laughs> the only, uh, yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, kind of, <laughs> Sorry, we shouldn't have ended on that. <laughs> someday, someday I'm going to be like, oh my God, what a blessing. But that day is not today. Um <laughs> What I wanted to say in, interestingly, do you remember when we were um, talking about Kevin and how he would shut down? Yeah. There would be times that I would be like, I don't understand what's happening. And I'm a very intuitive person. Like I can pick up on what's happening with other people and because I'm probably having that intuitive mind sort of conversation. But yeah. the reason that I'm bringing it up is because it used to stump me. I was like, I, I need to have a conversation. Like, I need to know what's going on. I don't understand what's happening. Because with his misalignment, you remember when you were talking about like him having 10% and me having like 40%, yeah. I was even prevented from being able to intuitively pick things up. Yeah. And be like, oh, okay, well, this is sort of the state that's happening right now because da 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 but i i would struggle with it because there was just no opening is is the best way that i can explain it yeah and you do have the ability to actually shut that down that energy down so that exchange that we're talking about that is flowing all the time you can actually bring up enough energy to block that energy you can put your armors up we talked about armors last week and you can put an armor up and and the more um the more passion and the more um i want to say the word energy but it's it's kind of describing the energy the more fuel you have for that energy and it's usually with someone that you really love you can actually block that energy so you can build up enough armor to say no way i'm not going to do that like we put up armor on ourselves because we love ourselves we do do that and we don't want to hurt ourselves we want our house so we bring up armor and we leave it there for years and years and years and breaking down that armor so they can do that with you too so even that 10 percent that that your partner may have had available they can block that so you come in you're like why am i getting nothing like yeah like, why is nothing like we need to talk about this like i am so confused i don't know what's going on yeah 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 I watched a friend who, two intuitive, a two intuitive couple, and I didn't know why they were just not connecting. I couldn't quite work it out. And I was in their house and I hadn't been over their house for ages and I was sitting talking to her and he walked in and I was like, oh my God, I can't see his seventh chakra. I can't see any energy. And usually I can see energy above there. And I looked across at her and she had energy, like she had light all around her and it was gone. She just shut it down. And mm. both of them were 100% in their physical and they both shut down their seventh. Very strong, intuitive people, very energy-based, but you could just see that they were that capability that we're cleverer than what we think and we can actually shut those things down even if we don't physically mean to. Um, and so it's actually burning through those armors and taking that taking that energy and actually doing it. Like we've actually done a little bit of la-la talk today in that, in energy and things like that. But I'm hoping that we're actually making it as palatable as we can to everyday life because it is difficult well, to explain. I think that that's probably why I was prompted right at the beginning to talk about vulnerability. Because yeah. if you think about me shutting myself down, not not admitting that I was in pain and, and having a fever going on this walk, somebody, I, I'm not connected to my intuitive because I'm shut down. Yeah. Right? Whereas if I'm vulnerable and I'm speaking from my heart, I'm, I'm opening up my intuitive because I'm allowing someone into my energy and into my heart space. So yeah. I believe this sort of wraps all of it up because the yeah. actual like physical implementation of this is through vulnerability yeah. and not masking your emotions. And that is how you remain open and have that energetic exchange as you're walking through life. Yeah. And know I know personally... that it's happening. Know yeah. that it's happening. Yeah. It's yeah. just happening anyway. Yeah. I have personally experienced somebody who is not being vulnerable, who is shut down 
and that like energetics just aren't flowing, you know? Yeah. So I, I believe that's why they wanted me to open with it is just to sort of wrap it up that way, because that's the real world way to keep that energy flowing. You shut it down. You don't be vulnerable. The energy doesn't flow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Wow. That was the mind. We full circle. <laughs> and thank you so much, everybody, for listening. If you have any questions, please send them in. We are happy to answer um and i'm going to put that obvious. triangle up on the facebook page so have a look at Perfect. that for those Perfect. who are listening and didn't see it yeah okay and thank you Nettie, for being here and for your downloaded information thank you tanya for your <laughs> hard life circumstances and being an example for others <laughs> yeah and next week we're going to be talking on body spirit is telling us so that's the third um part of the triangle I did, I did touch on that a little bit today but i'll sit down and i'll sit down and see what they have to say yeah thank you Lovely. so much we'll see you next time see you later everyone bye